Let us pray. God, we thank you for your grace and mercy. Thank you, God, for being such an awesome God. God, you've been good to us. In fact, you've just been God to us. Thank you, God, for looking beyond my faults and meeting me at every one of our needs. God, tonight I would love to preach a good sermon, but I'd rather preach a sermon than to do some good. So, God, I ask that you would look beyond my faults, my flaws, and even my fatigue. And you would use me one more time to preach your word. We thank you, and it's the only name that matters, the name of Jesus. That the blessed people of God said, amen. Come on, help me give God a hand clap of praise on tonight. Amen. Come on, if you love the Lord, let me bless the name of our God. I was glad when they said unto me. Let us go into the house of the Lord. Amen. My, my, my. We honor the spirit of Christ to all of you, my brothers and sisters in Christ and creation. Amen. The Lord our God is great and greatly to be praised. Amen. Can you help me thank God one more time? Amen. For your pastor. Amen. Reverend Dr. Edward o. Williamson. Amen. Amen. And Reverend Deb, we thank God for you. Amen. And to the leadership and the discipleship, amen. Uh, this church, we thank God for uh, the praise team uh, and the pre-praise team. Amen. Y'all did a great job tonight. Amen. That's right. Amen. Yeah. Amen. We thank God for you all. Thank you for your hospitality. I, I want to call your attention tonight to uh, John's gospel, John, gospel according to John. And I want to look at chapter 2, and I just want to lift up one verse in your hearing. Uh, John chapter 2 calls our attention tonight. And once again, I'm reading from the New International Version, but I encourage you to read from whatever version you may have. John chapter 2 uh, calls our attention, verse number 5. This is the word of God. His mother said to the servants, do whatever he tells you. You may be seated. His mother said to the servants, do whatever he tells you. And I want to preach whatever he tells you to do, do it. I wish I wasn't preaching to myself tonight. Amen. Can y'all, matter of fact, if, if you and your neighbor on speaking terms, can you just tell them whatever he tells you to do? Do it. Amen. <laughs> Our text for today, church, is a familiar story found in the Gospel of John. It's a story that has many meanings and major significance. For some people, when you read John's Gospel or this story in John chapter 2, uh, it's really simply about a problem that took place at a wedding and Jesus performed his first recorded miracle in John's gospel. For others, it's a story that teaches us how to deal with unexpected problems in our lives. And the unexpected problem, if you've been to Sunday school, you know that they had uh, on that day, the wedding day, the wine ran out. Uh, and uh, you, you, you don't have to say amen or raise your hand. Uh, but, but for some folk, when you at a party and the wine runs out, that, 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 that's a problem. Amen. 
So, so, so for some people in John chapter 2 is a story that teaches us how to deal with unexpected problems. But when I read this story, in addition to all those messages, I saw something else. When, when, when I read John chapter 2, I also see a message of restoration. I, I see a story about recovering what you've lost. And, and based on that premise, when you look through that lens, it's a story that can help all of us because I believe all of us at one point in our lives have lost some things along the way. All of us have run out of something significant in our lives. Some people have been through so much that unfortunately they've run out of hope. They've run out of peace, run out of joy. Whatever the case may be, life has a way of making you feel feel empty. Do we have a witness in this place? Life has a way of making you feel as if you have nothing left. But, but here is the good news. When life causes you to feel empty or when life causes you to run out of joy or run out of peace, this text is telling the teachers that there is a way to get your joy back. Yes, that, that, that there's a way to get back what you lost. And the answer is right Right there in verse number five, his mother said to the servants, do whatever he tells you. Lord, have mercy. And that's it right there. Because if you're going to receive restoration, if you're going to get your peace back, if you're going to get joy back in your life, uh, you have to do whatever he tells you. Yes, which means, church, your restoration is based on your response to God's instructions. Lord, have mercy. Yes, your, your restoration is based on whether or not uh, you're able to do whatever he tells you. And check this out. It may sound crazy, but do it. It, it may seem like it's not possible, but do it. Whatever God tells you, uh, do it because your restoration will be based on your response. Can you help me preach my little sermon tonight and just tell somebody whatever he tell you to do, do it, yes? And if you don't, here it is, do, if you do what God tells you to do, God will restore what you lost. I wish I had a witness in this place. And check this out, y'all. Not only will he restore what you lost, he'll fill you up with something better than what you lost. I, I wish I had a witness here tonight. What, what, whatever he tells you to do, do it. And you really don't have to take my word for it. All you have to do is look at our text. Mary, Jesus, and the disciples are at a wedding reception in the town of Cana of Galilee. The wedding reception, y'all. I mean, they had it going on. I mean, it was the party was going so good that the text says that they ran. Out of wine. But but because they did what Jesus told them to do, uh, uh, Jesus kept the party going uh, by turning water uh, into wine. But, but notice, church, uh, Jesus didn't turn the water into some cheap wine. Lord, have mercy. No, no, no. He, he didn't uh, turn, uh, he didn't give them no Boone's Farm or no Barefoot Pink Moscato. No, no, he didn't give them that cheap wine in Walmart over there by the frozen pizza. No, no, no. Jesus gave them some Don Perion. He, he gave them some Balazzo Vecchico. He, he gave them 
him some familiar Torres from Spain. Did I get to your wine yet? He gave them some of the top wine from Napa Valley. Whenever you do what God tells you to do, he's not just going to restore what you lost. He's going to give you something better. And I just need to know, is there anybody here ready for God to give you something better than what you had? So if you ready, whatever he tells you to do, do it, my God. And that's exactly, uh, y'all sit, y'all making me nervous. Here it is. That's exactly uh, how God uh, works. When you do what he tells you to do, he'll give you something better. So what this teaches us uh, is that your better is based on your obedience. My God, yes. Your, 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 your increase is based on you following God's instructions. Your comeback is based on your compliance. So if you want more in your life, you've got to do what God I wish I had in this in this place. Let, let me give you the context so you understand the context. The Bible says, y'all don't mind me telling the story, do you? Y'all, the Bible says that on the third day there was a wedding in the city of Cana of Galilee. Now Jesus, his mother and the disciples were all at, at this wedding and we know that a wedding is a wonderful and joyous occasion. Amen somebody. Yes, a wedding is a wonderful uh, thing. And matter of fact, uh, y'all might be mad at each other now, but on the wedding day it was a good thing. Y'all may can't stand to be in the same room now, but when you got married, it was a good thing, yes. And y'all, it was a good celebration going on. And in biblical antiquity, uh, weddings wasn't just a one-day event, y'all. Weddings would last one to two weeks, uh. y'all. I mean, they just knew how to celebrate. I heard, I don't know, y'all, but they said, ain't no party like a Palestinian party, Lord. Because the Palestinian parties don't stop. They had a long and here we have in the text a wedding celebration taking place and for the first two days they were having a wonderful time for for the first two days y'all everything was going according to plan but can anybody testify it don't take long for something to go from good to bad it, it, it don't take long for something to go from good to worse but out of nowhere something bad happened the bible says on the third day of the celebration the wine ran out yes they having a good time and all of a sudden y'all a problem raised somebody told the host that the wine ran out and I already told you uh, that it's a problem when you run out of wine a a a matter of fact uh, some of y'all know exactly what I'm talking about because when the wine runs out for some people party's over T -t turn the lights on matter of fact I I'm not talking about nobody in here but some of us don't even want to go to the party if it ain't nothing good to drink at Oh, y'all acting cute on me. Come on, help me preach in here. Yeah, yeah, this couple had a major problem because the wine ran out. And here is the issue, y'all. The weddings last about one to two weeks, but it's only the third day, and the wine has already... Now, this, y'all, this is in 
embarrassing to the host family because when people came to the wedding, they came to have a good time. I mean, when they came to the celebration, they brought expensive gifts for the bride and groom and all they wanted to do was celebrate, have a good time and dance. But it's the third day and the wine has run out. A good situation just went bad. And maybe I'm too analytical, but church, I wanted to know how did the wine run out? I wanted to know what happened that the wine ran out, y'all. Because in the reason I want to know is because when I have my 50th party in a couple years from now, I don't want the, okay, no, matter of fact, I'm having BYOB. Y'all help me. Don't judge me. Lord, have mercy. I just want to make sure that the wine don't run out. Y'all don't mind me being myself, do you? Here it is. And I wanted to know, and I came up with two suggestions, y'all. Maybe there's two reasons why the wine ran out. Well, the first reason, I believe, is because uh, more people showed up than they were prepared for. They, they, they thought they prepared for enough people, uh, but more people came than they were suspecting. And here it is. Even though that's bad, it might not be their fault uh, because I'm sure they sent out the invitations. Uh, and based on the number of people who RSVP'd, they prepared. That's how many they prepared for. Huh? But y'all know how us folk do. Lord have mercy. They, we, we don't RSVP. We don't tell you that we're coming. And we still show up the day of the event and got a nerve to bring somebody with us. Do I have a witness in this place, y'all? Maybe the wine ran out huh? because too many people showed up that they wasn't expecting. My God. But if that wasn't the case, uh, maybe the reason ran out because they had open bar. And I know I'm in White Plains and y'all don't know where open bar is, but if you come on down to Long Island, you'll know where open bar is. Uh, open bar is when you can drink as much as you want to. Uh, and I've learned that when you don't put limits on people, they'll drain you. When you don't put limits on people, they'll keep taking everything you have. Maybe the reason you drain, not because you're open, is because you didn't put people limits on people. Yo, maybe, I don't know why the wine ran out, but, but I love how this couple handled when they ran out of wine. I love how this couple handled this unexpected problem. The text says, when the problem rose, y'all, they didn't keep it to the themselves. Uh, they went and told somebody. Uh, no, no, they didn't sit there in their shame and suffer in silence. Uh, they walked and told somebody. The Bible says uh, that when the wine ran out, uh, they went and told Mary. Uh, uh, see, sometimes uh, people won't tell you about what they're going through uh, because they embarrass uh, and they don't want you to know that they're struggling. Uh, uh, they will sit there and let stuff fall apart huh? because they don't want other people in their business. Huh? But there comes a time, my brothers and sisters, huh, where you got to put your pride aside huh, and ask for some help. Do I have a witness in this place? Huh? There comes a time where you got to stop worrying about what people think or worrying about what people going to say or worrying about what people going to post these days. Huh? And you've got to ask for some
some help. It's sad, but some people will miss their miracle or miss their breakthrough all because they worry about people. But I don't know how y'all feel, but if I get in a jam, I'm going to ask for some help. If my back get up against the wall, I'm going to ask for some help. Do me a favor. Do I have a witness in this place? Talk about me all you want. Laugh at me all you want. If I need some help, I'm going to ask for it. And I tell people all the time, you can sit there and act cute and act like you got it all together all you want. But if I need help, I'm going to ask for it. Because check this out. Just because I need help don't mean I'm a bad person. Just because something go wrong don't mean I'm irresponsible. Life can happen to anybody. Anybody can end up in a jam. Anybody can end up on some bad days. Do I have a witness in this place? When you end up in a jam, don't be too prideful to ask for some help. Because it might be somebody who's waiting to be a blessing to you, but they don't know you need to be blessed. Yo, 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 when, when the wine ran out, they, they, they went and asked Mary. They, they, and and they, they, they said, Mary, uh, uh, we know you. We, we, we don't want to interrupt you. We know you're having a good time at the party, uh, but we have an unexpected problem. M M Mary, the, the, the wine ran out. M M M Mary, all these folks showed up. It's just the third day, and we ran out of wine. And when they told Mary that the wine ran out, Mary said, listen, don't panic. It's going to be all right. Uh, uh, Mary, wait, wait, wait a minute. Maybe you didn't hear what we said. Uh, listen, listen we, the wine ran. We got all these people here. We got a problem that's beyond our control, and you telling me don't panic. Uh, Mary... I mean, I don't know you to be a miracle worker. And Mary says, you're right. I can't handle it. But I know somebody. I wish I had a witness in this place. I, 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 I can't do it. But, but I know somebody who can fix it. I, I can't make a way. But I know somebody who can make a way. And that's the same word I came to tell somebody tonight. I, I don't know what you're going through. Matter of fact, I can't fix it. I can't bring you out. I can't deliver you. I can't turn it around. But the good news is I know somebody. I know somebody who can heal you. I, I know somebody who can deliver you. I know somebody who can make a way out of nowhere. Is there anybody here who said, I can't fix it, but I know somebody who can make a way out of nowhere. And the reason I know he can do it for you is because he did it for me. I know somebody. M M Mary. She goes to Jesus and, and watch this, y'all. This was over 2,000 years ago. But can I tell somebody, he's still available? Oh, Lord, 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 have mercy. Oh, over 2,000 years later, he's still available. He's still working miracles. And just in case you don't believe me, I need a witness in the house who can testify that he's still working miracles. He's still healing. He's still opening doors. He's still picking me up, turning me around. Won't God do it? I know somebody. 
Matter of fact, the next time somebody call you, tell them, don't worry about it. I can't do it, but I know somebody who is able because the same God who did it for the woman with the issue of blood is the same God who can do it for you. The same God that took two fish and five loaves of bread is the same God who can do it for you. The same God that brought Lazarus out the grave after being dead four days is the same God who can do it for you. I know somebody. So, so what, what she says is, listen, uh, when you have unexpected problems, don't panic. Give it to Jesus. Lord, 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 have mercy. Oh, what peace. We often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. All because we do not carry everything. Oh, have mercy. Everything. Everything. To God in prayer. I don't know what you're going through tonight, but I dare you give it to Jesus. And God will. I said he will. Work it out. I need a witness in here. Won't he do it? I said, won't he do it? Won't he make a way? Won't he heal you? Yes, God. Well, here, here it is. She, she, she goes to Jesus. And now, now, now here it is. The reason she was able to go to Jesus when she had a problem is because she was connected to him before the problem. When, when they had a problem at the wedding, it was able to be resolved because Jesus was already invited to the wedding. See, see, sometimes we want to invite Jesus after we get a problem. But you ought to invite him before the problem. Because when you invite him before the problem, he's already there to solve. I wish I had a witness in this place. And I don't know who you have on your guest list, but make sure Jesus is on there. Because something might come up. But watch this. Just because he's there don't mean you won't have problems. Jesus was at the wedding. And the wine still ran out. But thanks be to God. Because watch this. His presence don't prevent problems. But his presence will help you overcome your problems. I wish I had a witness in this place. Here it is. All right, let me cut across the field. Uh, she goes to Jesus and she says, Jesus, uh, we have a problem. Um, they ran out of uh, wine. And, and Jesus says, uh, uh, woman, what, what, what does that have to do with me? Now, now, when I first read it, I thought about my mother. Uh, I, oh, my mother. I, I wish she was born a little later when Dr. Phil had time out. <laughs> See, cause I'm sorry, y'all. I, I grew up. I don't know what the statutes of limitation is. I ain't trying to get in no trouble. But if you looked at my mother the wrong way, she would lay hands. And I'm not talking about praying. And I, we, we didn't say that. But then I looked at it. It's not really a disrespectful term. But Jesus said, Mary, what does that have to do with me? My time has not yet have come. And, and, and y'all check this out. Mary don't even respond to Jesus. Mary looked at 
the service. It said, whatever he tell you, do it. Okay, one more time. Mary goes to Jesus and says, Jesus, they got a problem. They ran out of wine. Jesus said, what does this have to do with me? She ain't even listened to that. She turned to Jesus, the service. It said, whatever he tell you, do it. As if to say, I've been with him long enough to know he's going to do something. I know he's going to do something. So whatever he tells you to do, do it. And if you do what he tell you, he's going to fill it up and give you something better. And that's all I came to tell you tonight, Bethel. I don't know what he's going to do. I don't know how he's going to do it. But I know I've been with him long enough to know that he's going to do something. I know he's going to make a way. I believe David said, I once was young. But now I'm old. And I've never seen the righteous forsaken. I've been with him long enough to know that if you trust and never doubt God will bring you out won't God do it I said won't he do it won't he make a way out of no way so I stopped by to tell somebody whatever he tells you to do do it it may not make sense but do it anyhow and God will I said, God will open up the windows of heaven and pour you out. Won't he do it? Good day, y'all. Be not dismayed. Whatever. Be tired. God will. God will. God will make a way. Yes. Won't he do it? If you know that God will make a way, say yes, yes, yes. Whatever, whatever he tell you to do, do it. They go, water pots, fill it up. Because when it comes to your miracle, it ain't for you to figure out. The only thing you have to do is follow his instructions. Because it may not make sense to you. But what God wants to do in your life don't have to make sense. Your only instruction is whatever he tells you to do. He turned the water into wine. And when they start drinking... They said, Lord, have mercy. Y'all been giving us boons for them all wet. And look at me now. I want to tell you that your ladder is going to be greater than the past. If you do what God tells you to do. As you're walking forward, as you're moving, as you're going into a new season, your ladder will be greater than the past. If you do what God tells you to do, 
And that's all I came to tell you tonight. Whatever he tell you to do, do it. And watch God bless you. Matter of fact, I need somebody with some faith who I'm expecting God to do something better. I'm expecting better. I'm believing God for better. I mean, oh God, I'm thanking God for better. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen because I'm gonna do what he said. I'm gonna follow what he said. I'm gonna walk in faith, step out on faith. I'm believing God in better. What you had before. Let me just tell somebody, matter of fact, can you do me a favor? Just tell somebody, you haven't seen nothing yet. You, you haven't seen nothing yet. You think God already blessed you? You haven't seen nothing yet. Whatever he tell you to do.